Um, hmm. how do we open? Uh, like that. That's right. And uh, it's uh, as opinions are cheap with Cameron Chad. Oh, Chad, how are you doing there, Chad? I'm doing all right. How are you, Cameron? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. I don't know. I had I, I had oh, a yeah? four day weekend, Cameron. And that was nice, right? You feel it fully was. charged? No, I'm okay. I've only been back to work like two, three days. I already fucking want to just slap everybody again. Like it's already been undone. I've been so damn pissy lately, and just everyone's so stupid and bothersome. And I, I want to go back on vacation. You know what? Sometimes that's how it be. Yeah. Oh. At least I tried. I don't work. I thought you I worked. Got, oh, that's the great lie. I got, um, I, I'm drinking a hammerhead. Do you like hammerheads? Like the shark? No, like the coffee. I've never had the coffee. It's nice. Yeah? Yeah, it's a, it's like a regular brew of coffee, but then there's like a shot of espresso. Oh, that's cool. So you get some of that nice, but without like a full cup of espresso, because <laughs> honestly, it's too much for me anyways. Ah, shit. God damn it, this fucking arm wants to really live... Ah, motherfucker. Bumping my goddamn headset. What arm, Chad? I'm trying to finish up a Warhammer figure while we're doing this, because I was like, oh, I can just hold his arm in place while it glues. That's a thing. Um, Yeah, you got got some Warhammer figures. I don't think you talked about that yet. No, I haven't actually... Yeah, I got got them on Saturdays when they arrived. And, um, as we've been talking about this, and I thought it would be a fun thing to kind of start putting together while I was on vacation. And it is, I was, I was accurate. It has been pretty fun. I spent probably an hour planning out the figures because they build two different types. And I'm just like, well, why don't I combine the best of both types since I'm not going to play the game? So I designed the characters and I got a like little chart or whatever on what parts go where. And, uh, they take about an hour to build a piece, which I didn't really... Which is cool, because it, it feels like you're really doing something. But also, it's a bit of a pain, because you have to cut each piece out, and you got to like take a razor to the uh, excess plastic and some sandpaper, and then super glue everything. And um, it's, been, it's been fun. I've built two. I'm pretty happy with how they look. I think they're pretty cool. Oh, shit, that is way too much glue I just put on this. But yeah, you picked a good starter set. Yeah, I went with the uh, Chaos Space Marines, uh, which you said is like, if you're playing Smash Brothers, it's sort of like picking Bowser. Yeah, I, I assume that's pretty accurate. Um, I, I So I got my Grey Knight Paladins, and I figure that's the first part of my army. I do plan on like building more, but I want to get these guys done upright. Mm-hmm. But the more I'm thinking about it, like I'm having so much fun building these. I almost want to get a different army and just have two small squads and then I can like take both squads with me places cuz um like I know Richard would like to play but I know he's not going to build these sure and uh our other friend Kyle is interested but I don't think he has the time right now and it's like oh if I just had like two small squads to play a small game yeah cuz you can do like a 5 on 5 right yeah and I'm just I'm wondering like uh I don't know which one to do next because uh, there's so many to pick from. And mm-hmm. I kind of like different things about all of them. I like the orcs, and I like the robot men's, and I like the Borg, um, the aliens, like the the ones that look like Zerg. Yeah, I like those too. 
I know my my issue with those is that they all kind of they look a little copy paste. They don't have as much personality because they don't have like a lot of weapons or anything like that. They're just sort of like monsters, and so they're cool designs. But when you have like five of them and they all look the same, it's a little lame. Which is one of the reasons why I wound up not buying them. Yeah, and I like and that's uh, another thing. Your set you got like they each have personality. Yeah, and I, partly is I'm, I'm trying to build them that way, right? Because like I said, I'm, I'm taking pieces from basically two different sets that would have different stats, and. uh having fun with them but it, it is cool because like like the first guy i built um he's got the big plasma rifle and so i decided to give him like the spikiest armor i had so he's got like three spikes on his legs i gave him the head with the big devil horns he's got the spikiest jetpack and the spikiest like arms and uh you know so like he's got like an aesthetic to him and uh, all of these dudes i'm trying to make them more characters instead of just like marines in an army because I don't plan on building an army, so like I have to give each one as much personality as I can. And I like that I actually can do that. There's enough spare parts and ways to put them together where you can give them different poses and give them uh, different weapons. And, and, you know, one of them looks like he's about ready to stab someone. The one I'm working right now is a little more, uh, a little more relaxed. He's kind of hopping a bit, but he's got his weapons more at his sides and... and kind of on the lookout or whatever and it's just you're like telling a story while you're building them and it is a lot more fun than i thought it would be yeah there, there's something to these um like you said too like these are expensive models because uh, there's like a whole thing about it mm-hmm. but at the same time i think you appreciate the quality of the sculpts too oh they look great they really do i was uh, i was super impressed and like i mean i've been watching like youtube videos on on how to paint them which has been pretty fun. Uh, but just actually like getting a hold of them and, and, and holding them and stuff, because they're way smaller than what they look like on the YouTube channels, which makes sense because they're zoomed in really far and they're using brushes that look fairly big because they're zoomed in. And so it's like, holy crap, there's so many little details on this dude, and I have no idea how I'm going to like properly paint him without completely fucking him up. As long as you thin your paints, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They come with little, like, the bases they're standing on have little, like, rubble, and, and, like, one's got a skull, like, he's stepping over a dead body, and I don't know, it's super edgy, but it's, like, their, their freaking swords are, like, chainsaws, and that's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it really is. You, you understand why I fell in love with this so fast. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I like, um, because I ended up uh, kind of debating, I had a couple different armies I was tempted to get. And it was it was fun like looking at them and it's just like how am I gonna build them? How am I gonna paint them? And at the end of the day, these guys were a little more I guess normal because they're Marines and they they got guns and they got swords. But there's some there was some pretty fun like undead looking things that also had swords and guns and and no shirts on. They're covered in like scars and rippling muscles and you paint them like kind of a weird brown like scabs and it's like oh man, that's fun. I can see I can definitely see why people really get into this like as a hobby. The game seems a bit overwhelming based on what I know. You're not wrong. Um Sorry, I just I was looking for this uh what, what I kind of like about the game is that there is so much depth to get into, but it's also kind of flexible. Like I was saying um yeah, it's like wait, I could just make two small armies and have these little like squad duels. Yeah, because there's actually there's a separate set of rules just for small scale. Um, there's actually a set of rules for like 
what you would call Warhammer, like just standard big army. And then there's another set of rules for giant, like citywide army with even more dudes in it. And it takes like four hours to play, but there's a demand for it. So they made rules that are balanced around that to help expedite things a little. Because it's like, however you want to do it, as long as you keep buying these figures, we'll make the rules for you. Sure. That's the thing, though, too, is like, I've been watching people paint, and the scale of some of these things is fucking crazy. Like, this was an older model, but it was like an orc stomper. And it was, it was so big. Like, it wouldn't fit on my desk right now, because I have a small desk. But like, this is supposed to be a miniature game, and then, and so this thing is like, the size of a, a very large building to, to my characters. And this guy's showing you how to, like, speed paint it, and it took him, I can't remember how many hours, but not what you'd constitute with speed. <laughs> right. Uh, but I can't imagine, like, you get all these guys together, and, like, that thing must have, like, massive stats. And it's like, how do you how do you take that out in a battle? But then I suppose if you're playing with that scale, then you have your own giant fucking Empire State Building creature thing, too. And, you know, sometimes they do have balance issues. Um, you, so you've seen those, like, I think it's similar to the, the Orc Stomper, but you saw those giant knights where they're, like, bipedal. Uh, yes. So with those, um, when those were first released, they were, like, way overpowered. And uh, it, the, <laughs> there's, like, inside jokes that I've heard on podcasts where it's, like, it, like literally fights will start over... Uh, oh, it's game day. I'm, it's Saturday. I'm going to take my army down there. And then, oh, Ted brought his knight. Well, I'm just going to leave then. Oh, really? Because it's like you have to build your army specifically around uh, like armor negation. It's like, oh, you don't have any plasma? Oh, that's a shame. All your all your lasers aren't going to cut it. You need plasma. Um, they've, they've since tweaked it to balance it a little more, but sometimes that does happen because this is like any other game, really. Sure. I think... Uh, one of the intentions was if you're doing an objective-based thing, like there's Call of Duty rules where it's like you have to hold Bravo Point and you determine holding it by the number of units you have. So the downside with the Giant Knight or like the Big Stompa is, oh, it only counts as one unit. So it's this huge devastating thing, but it can't capture a point. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, where that falls apart is... uh. The knights have like a stomp ability that can kill up to five guys. <laughs> so you try to like zerg rush them, and it can clear out all the zerglings, and that one unit's enough to take the point. <laughs> it's like ah, but they've they've kind of tweaked it. I guess they've improved that over the over the years. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the that that's gotta be just so daunting too, because you have to like, because I know you were looking at your characters and you're building them and going like, okay, I have to like think this through. And then you actually sent me a Penny Arcade comic that was kind of about the same thing, where it's like, the guy's looking at this other dude's st stat sheet, and he's like, oh, you went, you did that with that, huh? I guess, I, what if we just say, I win? You know, because he didn't know what he was doing, he was probably yeah, doing what good, I was doing. And good game. Um, trying to yeah, make something cool. There's a little bit of that. I So, I love the Grey Knights. That's the set I went with. Um, They are 100% not the meta right now. And so it's like, I feel like, if I picked orcs, I could pick the guys I like and make do. But with the Grey Knights, I really have to pay attention to like picking the right weapons <laughs> if I want to uh, make this seem valid. At I least mean, in friendly games, you know? Yeah, which is a little annoying. Um, a little. That you have to like think about the meta while you buy and paint these really expensive, really tiny, intricate little pieces of plastic. 
Yeah, but half the fun is just having them. Like, I I really wanted just display pieces. Like, that's what really got me into the hobby first. Yeah. It's just the more I read up on it, it's like, oh, I kind of care about the gameplay stuff now. I care about these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I got was, uh, have you heard of green stuff? No. So it's this modeling clay used in miniatures where it's like a it's like a two-part epoxy. You put the blue and the yellow parts together and mix it up. And it's like green Play-Doh. But when it hardens, it's rock. Okay. And I actually got some of that because sometimes when I glue my pieces together, if I use too much glue, it'll split them down the middle. Oh. Because the glue will expand a little bit. And so what I did was I got the green stuff and I was able to blend it perfectly over the seam. So you can't see after I prime it. And it's like, oh, this stuff is so easy to use. I'm looking into it, and there's, like, tutorials on how to use green stuff to, like, model accessories. Oh, sure. So, like, what one guy does is uh, he rolls it out super flat and thin and folds it over funny, and it looks like ribbon uh, that you can, like, put on a pole arm. so there's, like, a long trail blowing in the wind. Oh, that's cool. And it makes, like, the commander look more commander-y. Stuff like that. And I kind of want to get one of these little tanks and then give it battle damage where, like, I want to make it look like plates have been raised by fire. You know, like it took a hard hit and it's like buckling. Yeah. And it's like, I'd love to get confident enough with some of this like sculpture stuff to actually like make a unit that looks unique or like that tells a story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the I feel like uh, one of the problems with the, these watching these speed paint videos is they're not really about teal telling the story bit, right? They're, 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 picked a color scheme or maybe they're going with the box and they're showing you how to paint it which is really useful if you don't know how like me but you do want to eventually get to that second level right where you want to show that it's seen some shit and or it's a uh, add some accessories take a clippers and maybe like, like i was really tempted for one of these characters with like a horn to clip one of the horns off just because that would be like oh he, he got shot off in a firefight or something right or, Honestly, or maybe he cut it off i really like that idea dude if, it, that would be kind of cool. It it might be cool to have like your leader commander type dude that stands in the front have like battle damage, like he doesn't even care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, it, it's uh, are, are you going to get like some of the hero characters? Because I've definitely been looking at those for my army just to, as I'm having fun with these, and if painting's fun, I might want to get you know another dude. I don't know yeah. if you plan on doing that. Oh, I, I'm planning out how I want to go next for sure. I, I just, I'm at a crossroad now where I'm either going to invest in more gray knights or I'm going to invest in a second army. Sure. And I got to decide like, do I want to have a, like a full gray knight thing or like I, I'm going to paint my gray knights and if they look good enough on their own, I might just say, okay, these are my gray knights um, mm-hmm. and be happy with it. Cause honestly, that was the intent. Yeah, for sure. I did get a little captain dude, and he has, like, a flag, so he'll stand at the front. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with mine. I'm glad you're having fun with yours, though. Yeah. I, I, like... I know I talked it up a bit. Well, I I like... I, you know me, right? I like all these dumb arts and crafts things, and so it, it did seem just like a fun excuse to work with my hands, which I think I already mentioned, but it really... That's what it came down to, is... Uh, I like to be doing shit, and... I'm really bad at relaxing, and this is kind of like, I get to do a bit of both. Like, I get to, because it, it's like a fun kind of hour you get to zone out. I've been listening to music while I do it, or just like have some chat rooms up, and 
I really enjoy that bit. And so if I have fun painting these, I'm I'm not going to build an army ever, but there is some really cool like hero characters that I could see myself uh, trying to uh, build and paint as well. Well, that and also like the fantasy ones. I know uh, you were drawn to a few of those. Yeah. So you could maybe get one of those instead too. Depends on how you feel it. Yeah, that's true. I'm not... I'd have to, like, almost see what, what parts they come with, because I definitely like the idea of, of really messing with the weapons and having different weapons and, and, and where the arm placements are and stuff like that. I know some of the uh, the characters I'd been looking at in the fantasy, like especially the the Skaven, the rats, they're very much kind of like the, the Zerg or the, the Tyranids, where it's just like, okay, this looks cool, but also they all really look the same. At least uh, with the way they're done up on the box. Yeah, um, I think that's one difference. The the Age of Sigmar sets, they tend to be better display pieces because they come with much better bases, but they're also a lot more static. And with the 40k rules, there's a lot more variations in like weapons and how you use the units. So you come with like those extra accessories and alternate takes and stuff. Oops. Um, somebody, time, <laughs> somebody was able to sculpt the Space Marine. They they glued together the pieces right where he's holding his gun out with one hand and he has his other hand up to like block the flashing lights while he looks away while he shoots. Oh, that's cool. And it was so like, it was like silly looking. Like he had this like super wussy like posture and it wasn't like a mod job. He just had these unit pieces from different sets and I was like, oh, I got that open hand and this bending hand and this arm. And he just happened to put it together in a way that told the story. And he had this unique, you know, wuss marine that he was able to craft together. And it's like, oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because it feels like, like a character who's, like, flawed, right? Like, he's, like, covering his face to either block. Because he's, I mean, there's a couple ways to, like, deal with that. But to me, it is kind of like the idea of, like, he's afraid or he doesn't like the Flash. And so he is, like... Like, oh my god, I wish I wasn't here right now kind of thing. And like, that's right. more fun to me, because it's a flawed character in a really bad situation. Yes. I, I like the idea of because I've been naming all my characters, and they're all really stupid names. Like, I'm building, what, who I'm building right now is a Barbar Jinx, which I got from Alex. Um, and part of me kind of wants to do some, like, really stupid fan fiction with these guys once I'm done with them. And just... Make them dumb, put them on a weird mission, and, and maybe they end up killing each other. I don't know, but it's just... They feel like OCs in a way. Like, my, my D&D character I want to put in a book, right? Because he's been really fun to, to play D&D with. And I think there's something there that I want to use further on. And then, so I won't be surprised if I do that with these guys, because, I mean, what the hell else am I going to do? Oh, yeah. Um, The other thing is, like... So my Grey Knights, I'm trying to make them look as canonical as possible. Mm-hmm. With my other army, I'm thinking I want to be a little more liberal on it, and like just make up my own color scheme and maybe give them their own logo and like, uh, you know, like which which of these guys are the most blank palette that I could customize? Sure, because some of these I, I've seen interesting uh, examples of people where it's like they'll just make their own kind of space marine that has this really neat aesthetic, but also it's unique when they show up to the game store, you know? I got the blue ones. Yeah, some of the color schemes I've seen that people do that I think are kind of more, like, canonical, it's like, these look ugly as shit. Especially the the bright blue or the kind of the redder ones. Like, there's definitely some red versus blue stuff going on that people do. 
Yeah. And it's really I boring. I do not like the, the basic blue space marine, like, at all. No, and I, I feel like the space marines themselves are just, like, as a player, like, they're like picking a human in World of Warcraft. Like, why would you do that? A little bit. Um, even the, and, and there's like, there's the other space Marines that are from like different chapters that all have a lot more personality because they're literally just, it's the same thing and you colored it black, but they also get this one little logo thing. And they also have lore where like they get white etches on their shoulder for every demon they've killed or something. And the blue guys don't get any story like that. They're just like, we're blue. Yeah. We did it. Oh, I like this Mountain Dew guy. I will say, one of the things that's really annoying, which I'm doing right now, because I just popped out this dude's shoulder piece, is actually, like, cutting out the, uh... Cutting off that excess plastic from the the thing. And I bitched about this already, but I'm doing it again because I'm doing it right now. And it's just like, man, you gotta be really careful with these razors and stuff because it's sharp and I don't want to cut myself. And also, I don't want to, like, gouge the plastic too bad because there's so much details I want to keep. I think the sandpaper I'm using is probably a little too abrasive. Yeah, there there's an art to it. Um, even the early like the, the every step of the way, you have room to put your own fingerprint on it, you know. Yeah. For good or bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of the charm of it. Like when somebody shows up and they they were able to to drill authentic uh, assholes into their wolves, it's like, "Wow, that's yours, man." <laughs> I okay, love the I idea this... of someone doing that. That's fucking amazing. Like, I, it's I so know. weird. It's so perverse, but it's great. And why? Like, this is the medium you chose to bring to the game store? Right. Um, I sent you this purple, guys. These are kind of cool. I'm such a slut for the color purple at this point. Like, I'm definitely doing purple on these. Yeah, I'm oh, thinking of oh, getting some, cool. uh, some, like, Battle Sisters or whatever. There's like a There's, like, one girl Space Marine squad. And I'm thinking of getting those guys, but um, doing like a more unique color palette. And it's like, oh, I love purple. Give them like a royal army kind of feeling. I definitely really like the aesthetic to some of the more magic stuff and the uh, like the ghosts and the necromancers and whatever. And partly just because like that stuff's fun and fantasy. But you know, doing that and then giving them just over the top edgy weapons is like, yeah, this this appeals to me a lot. I kind of like the uh, the robot dudes, the um the tech priests. Yes, there's this like one commander unit guy that's like twenty dollars or something, where it's like his body is suspended by a giant like row of mechanical spider arms that come out of his spine to like lift him around, and it just he looks so neat on his own that it's like I don't even need an army. I just want that one guy, and he would look cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's this uh there's this fun. color scheme scheme you sent me is actually one I was kind of thinking of doing. Not that bright of purple, but I like I like the purple and the silver, and I want to do the weapons gold. Yeah, just, I think that, that would that'll really be neat. perfect on Chaos Marines. Like that would actually be pretty lore appropriate on top of aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's our our Warhammer minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully next week I'll, I'll I'll be done and I can. Talk a bit more, but I don't know when I'm gonna start painting. That's a little daunting. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly a little afraid to start mine too. I, I primed my ghosts. I got like that fantasy set. I'm gonna paint with my dad, mm-hmm. and I want to do those before I touch my space marines or your uh, paladins. Yeah, well, I mean they're they're also 
Space Marines, but yeah. Um, I <laughs> I want to like practice a little bit because yeah. I really want to make sure these guys show up perfect. I got high aspirations. Man, I know that that, that pack of tier three Tyranids with guns. Those things look fucking cool. Like I don't like the the Tyranid yeah. like normal things, but their bigger stuff is awesome. Yeah, I like the bigger ones. Um, I I would totally have gotten Tyranids first if the little guys were a little neater looking. Yep. Um, but a lot of them are so bland with like these ancient sculpts. It's kind of a shame because the new stuff is amazing, but it's only the big ones. Mm-hmm. And you can totally tell the difference too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was your week. Um. My week. I had a fun story. I was playing VR chat with Joe. Yeah, Joe's been telling me about that. You see, you guys went on a goddamn adventure. Did he really? Yeah. Okay, because I, I honestly, I wanted to apologize him that we didn't get anything done because we spent the whole time just looking for avatars for him, and we never actually like did VR chat stuff. I think he's under the impression that what you did is VR chat stuff. That's amazing. I'm glad he had fun. Um, I mean, we, we did laugh a lot. Uh, do, do you remember Ren that we used to play Warcraft or Warframe with? Yes. Um, it was me, Joe, and Ren. So the three of us are walking around, we're goofing around and stuff. Um, and we, we found the most horrible place. It was like, it was funny, but it was also like a headache to think about. Um, we looked up the word Yu-Gi-Oh!, and we found a place called All of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Cards. And we thought, God. oh, maybe they'll have, like, funny Yu-Gi-Oh! avatars here. So we went there, and it's a it's a table. Like, it's an arena that you would have the hologram matches at. But they programmed the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! in there. Yeah, Joe said you spent a bit of time there, and you're, like, looking at cards, and it's he was like, I'm pretty sure if you stay there long enough, you could play the game. You just you have to figure out, like, how. Yeah, I was piecing it together, because there's not, like, good instructions. But there are two separate rooms for you to go in and actually build your deck. And then you go into the arena and there's like button inputs and stuff to actually draw cards and set them around and actually play Yu-Gi-Oh! With like sound effects and music from the show. That's freaking amazing. Someone and put a lot of time into that. They they put too much time into it because it was awful. <laughs> and we could not get it to work. And what was amazing was uh, I was in disbelief of what I was looking at. I was like there's like dice and cards everywhere and I'm throwing the cards and like I'm using my Yugi voice and, and we're having fun. But then I don't know if it was Joe or Ren, but somebody accidentally hit a button and it felt like Indiana Jones when, uh, when short round, like accidentally leans against the wall and then the, the trap starts. Yeah. Um, somebody touched something and a giant screen lit up in the arena and it started auto-playing a YouTube video of characters from the show explaining the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh no! So it's not only the complete rules so that you can learn how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! since you've never heard of it before, but they're also like in-character bantering. So it's not like, first you draw a card. It's it's like, first you draw a card. What? A card? I, uh, there's so many. My deck. How am I going to learn them all? Oh, don't worry. We'll work through that later. And and it it wouldn't stop. We could not turn <laughs> it off. And so we're like running around pushing buttons. I accidentally started like two different songs on the soundtrack. So that's playing over the video. 
and I was like running through the rooms. So I was like, where's the reset? There has to be a reset. There was like a stranger there that followed us by accident. And he was like, you guys are gay. Why are you even here? What are you doing? And he's like yelling at us while we're trying to get the video to stop. And I'm screaming and waving my arms. And I literally, like, I broke something in my room. I hit something. And I heard something fall. And I can't find what it was. <laughs> like, it was a... It was a night. Oh, yeah. Joe, oh. Joe made it sound like you... That whatever nonsense you guys did... And it was definitely nonsense. Um, but he, he, he had fun. We, I forgot too. We finally decided to just leave the that whole area. So I opened a portal to go someplace that will like load instantly, and we all jumped in the portal, and that crashed all of our games. Oh really? So it was like something was seriously wrong. It was like it overloaded the whole thing, and all of our VR headsets exploded. <laughs> Lovely. I'm glad Joe had fun. We we really just looked for uh, just looked for avatars for him to try out. There's one cool place that ripped a bunch of models from Smash Brothers. Yeah, he was talking about that. And he was like, I didn't want to be lame and only get Smash Brothers mo- uh, things, though. Yeah, but he had a good um, uh, Half-Life 2 man. Who's who's the man from Half-Life 2? Gordon Freeman? He had a good Gordon Freeman avatar. And I I don't know. Overwatch? He f- oh, yeah, we found a good Ash. Ash oh, nice. and Bob. Um, so Ren was Bob, and they were walking around. Um, I think it's one of those things, right? And you, you, the games you have introduced us to, to some extent, like uh, Comedy Nights, Space Station Thirteen, and this, like, it really is about like becoming a character and not really having a, a huge gameplay experience. It seems like Space Station Thirteen is definitely a gameplay experience there, but it, I don't know. To me, it's more secondary than well. There's in Space Station there's room for gameplay. Yes. But it's not the primary source of the fun. Right. Um oh you know that, that one like cringy RP server that we've been learning on? Mm-hmm. So yesterday was uh, April Fool's Day. So they thought it'd be really funny to have a, a server wide event where they all find a mysterious planet and they all have to go there and then it's just an Animal Crossing planet and they all have to play villager. <laughs> And it's a cute idea, I guess. But I got like a I got a notice that they had to send to everyone saying, This is a reminder, if you want to complain about events, you do not do it in the out of character channel. You can send me a message directly. I, your your ban will expire tomorrow, but you, you can't ruin everyone else's fun. Jeez. And it's like, wow, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that server's so weird because I like I like that you can tell what people are. Because everyone actually just looks so fucking weird and, and, and has sparkle wings and, like, I'm a slug man. And it, we were playing the the last time, and I'm just like, I don't know. So-and-so is being an asshole and shooting people. And it's like, I don't, I don't know who he is. He could walk by me, and unless he shoots me, I won't know. Yeah, I, there's there's pros and cons. But, yeah, I'm glad Joe had fun on VR then. We, we were playing catch. Um, We got a big basketball, and we're just throwing the ball and catching it. And I realized it's so neat. Like, I'm in California, and I'm throwing this basketball all the way to Canada, and someone's catching it. Minnesota. Uh, Wren's in Canada. Oh. But, I mean, I'm literally throwing this ball to someone in another country. Yeah. And in real time, we were playing catch, like, just pals, like, in the room, and we're just throwing the football and laughing. 
and what was the oh yeah and then we we got like muscle pokemon avatars so we're just like doing muscle poses and then we played catch there's just a, a bunch of guys throwing a ball around and it's like oh this is nice it is really crazy what like technology is letting us do now it and really then also, is also like what people are doing with it that is completely idiotic or just full of degeneracy like the mandalorian what what about it um have you seen the behind the scenes of how they filmed that oh yeah that's uh a lot of like it's like basically like a 3d video game thing it's it's basically a lot like vr they hook up the camera to the motion and they have these projectors that project on what the scene will look like and they use that as a green screen yeah so they get realistic lighting you can't really tell the difference they just have to polish it a little bit after the fact, but since it's already like motion tracked, they they know what it will be. So it's like they just hit print, and it turns out, you know. Yeah, it's fucking wild. It is amazing, and it's like I'm watching this, but then they're using like they're using these like camera tools, but the camera tools are my Vive controller, and I'm like, oh whoa, <laughs> and it's like this is in the Unreal Engine, and it's Unreal for a reason. Stay tuned. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Um, yeah, that technology is something else. You you should get a turn on the uh the old VR chat though. You'll probably have fun too. But uh, I want to show Joe some real stuff. We we found a game, but we couldn't get players for it. And then yeah, I wanna, he was, oh, well, he was, was like definitely a, uh, looking forward to me because when he he's gonna get a Vive eventually, and then I'll get the Oculus probably. Because uh, we'll have two VR headsets in the house, and and he's like, yeah, you're definitely gonna have to play VR head VR chat with us, because that's uh, that's so weird. And like, so he definitely had a good time, and it's just like, I guess I don't always like to do that. I remember the few excursions we had in comedy night being absolute devastating shit shows. I know, yeah, <laughs> I do, I enjoy this stuff more than you do, but mm-hmm. there is something special about like actually moving your hand and like and taking on a role. Oh sure, um, and I <laughs> and I love doing my voices too. What was I found one that was funny, and I know I cracked ran up. I oh shoot, I wish I could remember what it was because it was pretty funny. Um, but there's some just goofy avatars. Oh, there was a good one. Have you seen that Thanos one? This is like a viral video going around, but I actually found it. Um, I don't recall any Thanos thing, but that doesn't mean I didn't see it. I'll 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 track it down because it was pretty funny. Oh, excuse me. Um, but that, that's for later. Um, do we want to talk about something else? We can talk about something else. I don't know if I have anything to talk about. It's been kind of a weird week. I want to complain about um, what what is it? Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. Most of the people I know that like or that have played the new Animal Crossing really like it, and then there's a couple of people that have been complaining, and so you're one of them, and I actually trust you a good deal. So I'm I'm curious what your complaints are. So this might this this is definitely not the best Animal Crossing that's come out, and I think that's the first time I've ever had to say that. Huh? They they put in way too much phone stuff. Phone stuff is in like a phone game mechanics where you're waiting uh not the waiting but it's like you have to gather resources actually you know what there is kind of waiting so um like there's a point where they uh tom asks you to build houses 
for more neighbors to move in. So he tells you, okay, pick a spot. And I was like, okay, I picked this spot. It's like, okay, you need um, 15 wood and 15 hardwood and 15 softwood and 8 rocks. It's like, okay, I have to gather all this. And then it's like, okay, we also, you have to craft this furniture. Here's furniture recipes. So you need 10 wood for this table and 3 wood for this chair. And it's like, none of this feels like Animal Crossing. Um, you have to craft your own tools. So like the the fishing pole and the bug net, you just, you use it and it breaks. So you have to go make another one. Yeah, that was the big complaint. Um on uh, Podquisition, Jim Sterling's podcast, is that he had been playing the game for three or four days, and he's like, it doesn't feel like Animal Crossing yet. I haven't gotten to the point where it's Animal Crossing. No one's moved into my fucking town. And I was like, that's yeah. such a weird thing to do with Animal um, Crossing. It seems so antithetical to what that game is. It really is. It's much more of a chore with like goals, and much less of a, just do whatever you feel like. Um, the other thing is, uh, Easter started. So mm-hmm. this Sunday, they started the spring event. So I think it's like for two or three weeks, um, the this Easter Bunny character's in town. Oh, it's cute. Everybody hates this character. Oh. They've always hated him. He's been in the last four games. No one likes him. But what he did was, part of the event is you do normal stuff, but there's a chance you'll find eggs. And there's six different kinds of Easter eggs. And you use those in crafting recipes for all the furniture. Okay. So... What that means is you're fishing, and you pull up a fish, and it's a water egg. It's not a fish. <laughs> and then you like you shake a tree. Instead of getting like furniture, you get a tree egg. And you dig up a fossil, and it's not a fossil, it's a ground egg. I, I was getting five fossils a day, and now I'm getting one fossil a day. So it's like, I don't want to play until the event's over. Oh, I feel wow. like I'm wasting my time. Sure. It's completely killing it for me. Um... At night, the spiders attack, and they're very aggressive. Wait, what? Is that real? That's real. There's and spiders in Animal you... Crossing? Yeah, there's always been spiders, and they're kind of like the bees, where they'll, they'll run after you and sting you. Really? But it, they'll, they'll knock you out, and you respawn at your house. So it's like, I might see a rare butterfly or something, and I'm running after it, and then a tarantula jumps out and kills me, and I go back to my house, and the butterfly's gone. Okay, when I played Animal Crossing, I don't recall there ever being fucking spiders. (laughs) So, tarantulas were a very rare thing that would appear after 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. So, it's like, if you want to find them, you have to play at, like, midnight, because that's when the tarantulas will come out. And it's really hard to get one for your museum. Now, it's like, oh, 8 o'clock? Yeah, there's tarantulas everywhere. You're going to die. Oh, wow. It's, It's frustrating. Um... Because it's, it's like oh, there's they introduced a fail state. The one thing Animal Crossing didn't have was a fail state, and now it's like I feel like I'm losing every time I play. Sure. And so it's become this weird. Uh, it just doesn't feel the same. All the neighbors are really nice. You know how sometimes you get like smarmy neighbors that'll complain about things or they'll say like half mean jokes. Yeah, I always like those. I remember in, on the GameCube, I'm pretty sure it was like a a hedgehog of some kind, some lady. And she always had something snarky to say, and it was great talking to her because she was going to bitch about one of the neighbors. Yeah, they, I have I have not experienced any of that. Everybody just talks about, oh, hi, Cameron. You're doing a great job. Yeah, wow, Cameron. Have you been lifting weights? I, I like to lift weights. Hi, Cameron. This whole village is so pretty. Uh, here's free furniture because this village is so pretty. 
and it's like they have different personalities, but every time they talk to me, they just say something nice, and it feels like they don't have personality. Okay. So I don't know. Um, the <laughs> This is not the game's fault, but I've also been totally burnt out on all the coverage of it. I don't know where all these fake Animal Crossing fans came from, but it's like it, this is everyone's first game. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that Easter Bunny that's been in the last four games. Uh, I, I don't know how many clickbait articles I've seen about like, did you know that he doesn't even like his job? If you talk to him, he'll say that he doesn't like his job. It's like, yeah, that's his shtick. <laughs> but, d- Blathers the owl. He likes fishes, but he doesn't like bugs. Pay attention and he, he'll he'll freak out every time you hand him a bug, but he'll be happy when you hand him a fish. And it's like, yes, that's the character. Or, or like, if you hit a rock, sometimes the money comes out of the rock. And it's like, yes. That's the game. Right? There's not this much here. I if you check Kotaku, they have like three new Animal Crossing articles a day. Oh wow! And it's like like Pokemon are invading Animal Crossing, and you click on it, and it was just clickbait because people are like scanning pictures of Pokemon to put on T-shirts. Sure, because you can just scan a QR code, which is not new to this game. That's a feature that's expected in Animal Crossing now. And everyone's like, did you know you can just scan this picture and you can finally capture Mew? (laughs) And it's like, it's taking all the fun out. I like that the game seems like it has expanded on, like, what you can do to personalize your town. I know people are talking about, like, making... You can make, like, your own theme song for your town. Like, compose one. There's an editor. But no, that's... That's that's been in there since the first game. Has it? Because I don't remember that in the GameCube version. It was there. Or the DS version. It was there. I, I didn't... I didn't... <laughs> so I wanted the Dukes of Hazard like, a car horn thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked up Animal Crossing Town Tune Dukes of Hazard, and I found a website from like 2002 because it uses the exact same note template. Like uh-huh. nothing has changed. They, there are really? so many things in this game that are exactly the same. That's a very Nintendo is, thing to do, isn't it, though? It, oh, it really is. I'm just, I'm confused why there aren't articles about, like, hey, are you new to Animal Crossing? Here's some tips. It's more like, here's some secrets. If you shake a tree, sometimes furniture will come out. It's like, I mean, like, when Mario, if, if a new Mario game comes out, I want to see the Kotaku article a week after release. It says, you can jump on the Goombas and finally defeat your rival. <laughs> I, that's what it feels like to me. Like, it's making my skin crawl. Well, to be fair, Kotaku sucks. I know, but it's not just Kotaku. It's like every game site has this clickbait stuff because it's like it, I don't I don't hear enough people talking about the new Doom game, which I know is good because the few people I do hear talking about it say that it's good. Yeah, it, 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 I, I just realized something. Hmm. Animal Crossing fit this spot that basically Baby Yoda had been occupying for months. Oh, where it's like we don't a- have anything to talk about. Well, so, people want positive things. Just talk about Animal Crossing. People do want positive things, and and I guess like my my experiences with Animal Crossing have largely been positive. Uh, the game, it's one of those things that's supposed to be relaxing. It doesn't waste your time, but also there's always something else you could be doing instead of playing Animal Crossing. And so I'm talking to people that are playing it. And they're like, yeah, I'm doing this to my house, and it's like I own a house now. I I could literally go downstairs and like paint, <laughs> and, and that would be you own an a, actual house too. Yeah, I don't need a, a virtual yeah. house. Now, I, I, I don't want to sound too hypocritical, but I did find this one interesting. Um, I just sent you one where you can actually terraform your island. 
Oh, this looks cool. All these. So uh... somebody, yeah, somebody went through and actually like made a 3D, like the map of um, like the NES Legend of Zelda. Oh wow! And that is their whole island. Like it's accurate, pretty much square for square as much as you can. That's fucking cool. And it's it's neat that this guy did something unique because it's like, oh, okay, he has a thing that's is it. You know, it's good. Good on you. Um, but it's weird man, too <laughs> that okay, we're giving this a lot of praise because he basically copied something that it already exists, right? Like, like this is impressive because it clearly took a lot of work. But also the work was, I like this game. I'm gonna make this look like that game. And it's kind of strange how the internet gives a lot of uh, coverage to. I made X look like Y, which already exists. Instead of like, I did a thing that's wholly mine. Look how cool this is that no one thought to do because it's mine. I feel like we don't... That doesn't get as much intention as I made it look like Mario. Yeah, and I guess one of the things I really like with Minecraft is when you see, like, look at this thing someone made in Minecraft, and it's actually creative. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, you know, that's cool. But then you see other ones where it's like they took a 3D model from Warcraft of the geography and imported it into Minecraft and it auto-generated the whole Azeroth into Minecraft. And it's like, well, that's kind of neat. But he didn't do much. And then that gets ten times as much you know, attention as somebody you know, actually programming a whole ecosystem or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. At the same time, like I look at this and I'd be like, I wonder if I could do this, but with like Hadley's hope from uh, Aliens. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I honestly, I am still playing Animal Crossing. Um, I'll keep playing it because it's more Animal Crossing. That's all I really wanted. It just kind of bugs me when these little things happen. Um, like to climb a cliff, you have to use a new item that's a ladder. So you put a ladder up against the wall and you climb up it. That's one of those items that can break. Oh no. So you get stranded and you have to like call a SOS helicopter to like take you home. But you can't just like and hop it, down. No. And it's a little frustrating that it just it's this little thing that takes too much time. So if I want to avoid that little bit of time, I have to carry two ladders with me at all times. Oh jeez. It's yeah, it's like I have a lot of my inventory space is like resources I've gathered and then duplicates of tools. So I'll run out of room catching butterflies because I'm afraid of my butterfly nets breaking, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's annoying more than anything else. It doesn't feel like, okay, I'll plan ahead and be smart. It's more like it doesn't take much thought. It's just annoying. It's weird because there are games that, like, they feel like work and they're designed to do that. But I also don't want those to waste my time. And it feels a little counterintuitive, but, like, you're playing Animal Crossing, you're like, you know what, I'm going to catch a bunch of fish today because I want to put them all in my museum and I have a really cool aquarium section for my museum. And that's fun, because you, you're doing something and it's yours and you you own this museum kind of thing, and I get that. But then it's like, if they're going to make it so your fishing pole can randomly break, and then you have to like stop what you're doing midway through to go build a new fishing pole, that like that can just fuck off. Like To me, that completely defeats the purpose, even though it, it it's still work, it's just like aggravating work now. It's not like it's not constructive work, it's destructive work, and you're just, I, I don't have time for games that do that anymore. Yeah, so it's it's weird because I love Animal Crossing, and this is just more of it. Um, it's neat that you can leave furniture outside, so like, right now I'm trying to make a little, um, 
a little stall of like fruit stands. And I was like, well, this would be cute, like a little farmer's market thing. And it's like, you know, it, it's something to work towards and I'm having fun taking my time with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'll check Twitter and there's people that have like time traveled two years into the future and they have like a billion bells because they cheated the system. And they're like, they, they got like a whole city built up or something like within launch week of the game. Sure. And it's just sort of weird where it's like, well, why why take that away? Like, I, I feel like of all games, this is really about the journey. So why rob yourself of that? Like, yeah. you've been looking forward to this for how many years just to finish it in a week? It is weird, though. It's, yeah, because, like, the, the whole game, I feel like, has always been set up to be, like, you play for an hour, and then you don't play anymore. Like, it's just a game you check in, you do a couple things, you talk to your villagers, and then you check out. And, like, it's supposed to be kind of a relaxing hour in a cute world that doesn't really have any problems, and if you miss a mortgage payment, the bank doesn't fuck with your interest rate. And so when people, when the new one comes out and like people are like, I played five hours of Animal Crossing today. And it's like, why? What the yeah. fuck? I, I love Animal Crossing. And my first question is, why would you do that? But that's just so, such an internet thing is to like, there's always going to be some person who's like, you know what I'm going to do is devote all of my free time today to this one thing. It's like, but there are other things you can do. Make yourself a burrito. So I don't know. I'm glad people are having fun with it. It's just personally, I'm confused on some levels, I guess. Sure. I feel like that's like with everything, though, right? (laughs) I'm always confused. I mean, there's always going to be people that enjoy something you don't enjoy, and you're just going to be like, yeah, but why it's terrible, or why it's stupid, or in this case, why it's somewhat aggravating. I think... I think just what confuses me the most is that there was so much demand for this game and like so many fans are like, oh, I can't believe they put Isabelle in Smash. I'm so happy. Oh, they announced a new Animal Crossing for Switch. I'm so happy. I can't wait. I want to see the new Animal Crossing. And it comes out and it's like, Blathers is an owl and he works in the museum. And it's like, yes. (laughs) I'm completely confused. Like, why there are so many people that this is their first game? Because I've been hearing nonstop demand for a new one. And it's like, did no one play the other ones? I'm just confused in a way that, like, it's gaining more people instead of losing it. Because, like, I'll never play Animal Crossing ever again. I feel like that was a fun game when I had time. And I just, I don't, I guess we all prioritize our lives a bit differently, but... Like, I want to play the new Doom game because I want to fucking kill some goddamn demons. That's fun. I don't want to, like, grow a garden when I could go outside and start a real garden right now because it's, like, seed planting time. Yeah. I I don't know. It's... It is what it is, I guess. I'm And again, I'm glad the happy people are happy. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be sad. I just... I look at my own sadness and go, like, the rest of the world is wrong. Yeah, and I I think I've probably talked about this on the show before. I'm trying to, like, do that less, and I feel like I've gotten a bit better at it, but not enough. Like, people should be able to enjoy things I don't enjoy, and that's fine. And it is, but then, like, like I set up a Goodreads account the other day because uh, I self-published my first book, and so I'm trying to, like, get a profile going. And so it's like, hey, rate a bunch of books, and we can see what you like. You gotta do this first. And it's like, okay, fine. I'm only gonna rate books I like. And so I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and it's starting to recommend books I fucking hate. So I'm like, you know what? That gets a one star. That gets a two star. That gets a one star. It's like, did I need to do that? Oh, 
But, man, that third Hunger Games book was dog shit. I don't know why people like that one. Most don't, thank God, but God, that book was horrible. Well, uh, now that we got a little negativity out, should we have a glad space and turn it around? Sure. Um, did I talk about... I I can never... I need to, like, keep a tally of this shit, because I can never remember what I'm glad about. Uh, there's a YouTube channel I've been watching on and off called Kevin Oil Paints, and it's a guy named Kevin, and he fucking paints with oil paints. Sometimes he paints with acrylic, so mostly he paints with oil paints. And he is a really, really, really good painter. So he does kind of a, a similar technique to Bob Ross, but he, he he lets it dry more than Bob Ross does and comes back to do more coats. And he definitely puts more than a half hour into each painting. He's a fabulous fucking painter. He's amazing. He has a very similar kind of talking style and aesthetic to Bob Ross as far as like, hey, we're going to have some fun, you know. So he he's definitely aping on like, this is what works to get people here. Turns out I'm a huge sucker for that shit. Um, but his... his He's just so goddamn fun to watch paint because he's so good at it. And the, when you when you finish and you see this thing he's done, you're like, holy crap, the lighting in this is perfect. You must have planned this ahead of time, and, and each stroke was like, to do this. And you managed it. I didn't I'll notice it until the end. And it's like, holy, it, it's, he's got a really good eye for lighting, for what things look like. Uh, he's a lot of fun. His videos, you're usually, like, anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes, depending on, like, how detailed he's being. Uh, he's fun. I, I recommend checking it out if you like watching people paint, which I do. You know what? That's actually a really good one. He sells his paintings for $1,000, and I'm just like, man, that's... <laughs> that's You know what? Good for him. That's a lot of... Well, he's, he gets, like, over 100,000 views a, a show, so, like, good... Yeah, good for him. I... I was hoping to buy one because I was like, you know, if these are like four or five hundred dollars, I would buy one. And it's like, no, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on a painting. Not in this economy. You, you, if you got a thousand dollars to waste, you could buy more Warhammer figurines. Yeah, or put it in the stock market. There's a lot of things you can do with a thousand dollars. So, okay, I've been playing Animal Crossing, like while you yep. were talking. <laughs> So I want to show you the screenshot. I literally, I walked over to the beach and I saw a fish shadow. So I cast my fishing rod and I pulled out a sea egg. I'm like, that's good. And then my fishing rod exploded. So I don't have a fishing rod anymore. And it's like, I've got my sad character here. He's got a Pornhub hat and Cheeto stains on his shirt. And he's just not having a good day. That's what Animal Crossing is now. I like that you gave him a Pornhub hat. I, me too. I like, they added face paint. So I have Cheeto crumbs all over my face, too. See, and like, that kind of stuff is great, right? Like, the more customization they add to a game like this, the better. And then they make it so your fishing rods can break for no fucking reason. And it's just like, yeah, but why am I playing this? Yay! <sighs> I guess I have to be glad about something, too, huh? Please. Oh. Oh. It's kind of hard. Oh, come on. We do this every week. What's something that made you smile today? You know what? I don't want to just repeat myself, but I will say um, I just I, I have so much fun on VR chat. Um, just like the the weird strangers you meet. There's, there's something there's something really neat about interacting in a way where it's like it's still a video game, but you get like body language and you know, it's, it's like I feel like since I've started playing VR chat, it's literally improved me as a person because I've like become a lot more likely to say yes to new things 
Um, I can make eye contact with people now. Just I gotta pretend they're like giant winged creatures. Well, no, it just I I kind of appreciate better the value of bringing positivity to a conversation. Okay. And like actually just like talking. Because it's very easy to get in these traps. So like when you argue on internet forums, you get good at typing and thinking out your sentences. And I find myself in situations where it's like, man, I've had five minutes to think about a response. I could come up with a perfect response. Oh, God, I get into that all the time. So VR chat's been breaking me out of that majorly where I can I can do like water cooler talk at work better. Okay. Because now it's it's not like I just want to get back to my desk. It's more like, man, I want to get back to my desk, but. I'm doing this right now. And I get through the conversation and everybody likes me a little more. So for, for, I, I don't know. I really, you know, it's it's goofy and lame, but I got to say VRChat's really magical. It's definitely something like only the technology we have now can give you. Like it's one of those like so weirdly 2020 kind of experiences or 2019 experiences, right? Like that it, it's weird, but it's weird in, in such a strange esoteric way that you kind of can't help but think it's amazing it's sort of like i think when like second life first came out and I, I had heard about that and i was like wait people are just like you build your character and you can like steal from any property what anywhere because no one gives a shit and just like write hoverboards and, and you know fuck around right like the idea of of, of there being a, a giant sandbox that literally anyone on the planet can enter and and do something with you with is is really cool yeah it it really is and I guess there is something really unique about how janky this all is and how stupid it all is. But it's also kind of, there's something that's oddly human and real about just walking up and waving to somebody and they wave back. Sure. And it's like, yeah, we're all like anime girls and we all have very deep adult voices. But you know what? That's just what this is. Yeah. I think it's kind of amazing though how like quickly you get acclimated to that right and i definitely had that with space station 13 walking around that weird furry server and it's like everyone is a dog person or this or that or you know and like two minutes in you're just like yeah this is my world now and even like when we had alex and joe play and they're making their own characters and you you eventually you're just like i'm here for the party i guess what kind of sparkle dog should i be and like you know designing their dumb characters and actually having a good time with it despite like Outside looking in, you're just like, this is so much cringe, but it, at the same time, it's not when you're in there, because it's like the coloring book you're given, and it's like, have fun with the crayons, no one gives a shit what colors you use. Yeah, and there is something kind of fun about that, too, mm-hmm. that aspect of it. I I really love finding like a new avatar and then like trying to give it a character. Um, Sometimes I'll find a really good one, and it's like I try to think of new body movement. Or, like, hand gestures. Like, I'll, I'll practice in a mirror just how it looks when I raise my hand different ways. And I'll realize, like, little tricks where it's like, oh, this doesn't animate well if I wave my hand normal. But actually, I can do this thing where if I wave out sideways, it looks like a cartoon waving. Sure. So I try to, like, act different. Um, it, it It's a little hard to explain if you've never gotten hands-on with it, I guess. I'm mostly amazed at, like, I remember when I was younger in high school and just, like, you're starting to learn about chat rooms, and your parents are like, no, gotta be careful with the chat rooms, because you're talking to strangers, don't give any information away, and, be, you know, all of these, like, alarm bells, right? And now it's just like, uh, I'm gonna go into a chat room, and, like, literally, when I move my hand, my hand moves, and I can interact with people, and, like, you could be virtually groped in a chat room, and, and you know, VR chat, and, like, not give consent for that, and it's 
the boundaries have changed so much, and we're just like, you know what, fuck it, this is like a game now. Yeah, it really has. Um, that Smash Brothers room with all the characters, it's fun to to pick the different like cartoony characters, and then I try to like when you run, your arms are just like static if you hold them down. Mm-hmm. So I try to like learn how like how does Doctor Mario run with his hands, and I try to animate with the avatar so it just looks natural. And it's become like an odd pseudo exercise that, uh, like, oh, I'm moving more than I would on Second Life. Yeah, this is a step up. Um, there's this great Banjo Kazooie avatar, and that's fun because I love to do Banjo and Kazooie voices. But it animates so well. Like, there's this like there's a jiggle physics to his uh his nose. So like he has that idle stance where he just looks around and his nose bounces and stuff and just looks like banjo and it's like this is so much fun and nothing's happening. I get to I get to simulate an idle animation. <laughs> and it's like I'm looking forward to the next time I log in I'm going to practice my banjo kazooie idle animation more. Sure. Cuz he has a very distinct way where he like swings his arms around while he's looking around. Yeah, one Eventually, I'll have to jump in on this with jump on jump in with uh, you guys with this. Oh, you should. It's I fun. bet it'll be a interesting experience. It is. It is a lot better in VR, but you can play mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to do that murder game. There's like a, it's like that Gmod murder game. Yeah, Joe was explaining that one to me. That one sounded pretty cool, but he said like, you'd never you're having troubles getting like the right amount of people to play it. We were just having bad luck. There were a bunch of rooms up, but it's like a maximum of 12 players, and each room was at 11. Oh. So I joined one that had, like, two people in it, but I think they quit just as we showed up. Sure. But if we if we stuck around longer, it would have filled up. And that one was fun, because it, since it was just the three of us, it was basically like a 50-50. Yeah. So it's a part where, like, it spawned. I was the detective. I had a gun. So I just, I saw Joe first. So it's like, you were it. And I shot at him and I missed. And he's like, no, I'm not. He's <laughs> like, okay, where's Ren? And I'll shoot him. <laughs> and he like, he picked up the knife and he had the knife. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm the murderer. And he turned around and that counted as stabbing me. So I was like, I was trying to shoot him. And he was like, what do I do with the knife? And then it's just like, oh, I died. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, you know what? That was a... Uh... We we had an okay week. I hope everyone out there is having an okay time. Yeah, for sure. It's been... It's been something. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I've been more ornery. Oh, definitely. And this is why I like VR chat. Because I can be an anime girl and I don't have to worry about coronavirus. Yay! Except people made coronavirus avatars and they chase you around. That... Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's a That's a thing. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I cut off a little piece of this plastic. Right, there's a little. It's you didn't cut off plastic. You gave it personality. I'll paint over it. It'll be fine. I did finish the character while we did this, and I'm gonna have like nice. so much dumb shit to edit out because I kept like crinkling stuff and dropping <laughs> things. It was a fucking nightmare. So awkward. Everyone's awkward. Um, if we're gonna if we're gonna wrap up, I I don't normally plug stuff, but I have something to plug this time. Uh, over the weekend, I self-published a book called The Ninth Life. This is the first novel I ever wrote. 
back in 2013, 2014. And uh, it is on Amazon for like $2.99, but if you're a part of like the Amazon Prime library thing, you can get it for free. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I, don't, I haven't read it in a while, I guess, so maybe it's not, but uh, it's it's kind of it's talking animal people doing talking animal stuff. Are they, do they ever cross things? They cross an ocean. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So, you know, check that out if you want. It's a, it's about a cat who's got nine lives. He's on his last life, and he's afraid that once he dies, he'll be stuck in hell. So he's trying to find a way to not die. And that then sounds he, fun. He runs into a gerbil who wants to, who wants to be a knight, and the gerbil's kind of an idiot. Yay! So. Yeah, it's a it's a fun book, and that's all that's all I got. Oh, you know what I like in my in my Animal Crossing village? I actually got like neighbors that I like. Nobody bugs me. Weren't you just complaining about that like twenty minutes ago? That they're all too nice. Well, no, you know how there's like there's an ugly like garish gorilla that hurts your eyes to look at probably so i don't have the gorilla oh okay like i have cool bird people so oh. it's like okay at least they're neat to look at beards beards oh i don't ah, i want my fishing rod Can't... i sent you a picture of the guy i made by the way i want to see him Oh, he looks cool. I like the claw weapon. Yeah, normally they're like, they have claws or they have guns. And I was like, this guy's going to have claws and he's going to be holding <laughs> some kind of like TMP machine gun. And that's going to suck some serious balls to paint because uh, I don't know how I'm going to get a rough between that. Well, but, you don't have to because the claws and the gun will probably be the similar color. Yeah, that's true. And like, there'll be so much like natural shadows and stuff that if it's not like detailed right, who cares? It'll You won't see it. Yeah, honestly, I would just paint the gun color and then add accent to the the claws over it. And okay. I'll take care of it. So, oh, oh, whoa, tarantula's out. Tarantula, oh no, it's chasing me. God damn it. I'm going to hang up now. We're Goodbye, everybody. I got it. I got startled. It's like, it's 7 o'clock. Why are the tarantulas out? Oh, me now. Oh, me now. Now, 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 now